Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Excited for the chorus, Alice? Of course. Who could forget? Who could forget the week that you spent calling everybody and humming this to them to ask them what song it was? That's right. <laughs> the top. Why would you do that? <laughs> You're a sick person. Turn that off. And for other news, tune into our locals to see a video of Tom eating late night secretly recorded without his consent. No way. What am I eating? <laughs> I haven't recorded it yet. I'll have to see what you eat tonight. What? Those days are over, Alice. I turned over a new leaf since I had my near-death experience yesterday, being sick all day. Those days are over. No longer will you be married to a fat, gluttonous, lush, fat, slob, destitute, (laughs) stupid. (laughs) No, those days are over, Alice. Those days are over. You've blown it all sky high. I'm going to miss this. You're going to miss this because... After how bad I felt yesterday for more than 12 hours, I have changed my ways. I have turned everything around. I'm never going to mistreat myself again. I got the kid's stomach bug. I felt like suck. It was terrible. Oh, my God. How awful. All right. Allison, Allison, Allison. Okay. This is going to give you an opportunity to not only step on, <laughs> but, but bring a haggard, cliched line to the fore. Ready? Okay. 
New York Times exclusive. Hunter Biden emails and federal investigations turn out to be true. Am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do? Call her me surprised. <laughs> Is that what I say? So, yes, the Hunter Biden stuff came out and it's all true and it's all incredible and it's all the same stuff. But in, 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 it just goes to show you that they pretended for two years, all of them, all of these smart asses, you know what it shows you? That the intelligentsia. The Ivy League intelligentsia in in public thought, uh, the public thought sphere, sphere, are weaklings intellectually. They're effing weak. They really are. They can act defeat and they can whatever, but they're effing, effing weak. To see how two years ago they were, ha ha, I'm going to use this bit of information to stamp on it and show that I'm superior. And they suck and they're terrible and awful. And Well, but- and it comes at an especially interesting moment where... Everybody's demanding that big tech and social media and everybody do more to counter Russian disinformation, which was, of course, what they branded that. Mm-hmm. It's Russian disinformation. It's a Russian smear campaign. Russian disinformation. We've we've suspended the nation's oldest newspaper from their Twitter account for two weeks before an election because it's Russian disinformation. Very important. It, it goes to show you how much they... Uh, are to be believed about what's Russian disinformation and what is not. No, no, absolutely. And the way they were so bitchy about it. No, we're not doing that. We're not going there. We're not going to go here. This is disinformation. We won't be powered to that stuff. There's no evidence that Hunter Biden has done anything wrong. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing between... Uh, uh, by Biden, by Joe Biden, or by Hunter Biden. There's no evidence that Joe Biden actually did anything wrong or did anything to sway things in Hunter Biden's favor. He's denied that his son ever lobbied him for anything. There is nothing, Hunter, there is nothing wrong that Vice President Biden did. President Trump has falsely accused your son of doing something wrong while serving on a company board in Ukraine. Holy hell, can you imagine the way that was positioned? It's unbelievable. Built into the premise of the question. Right. Has falsely accused you. Have we uh, uh, investigated that? No, no. He has falsely accused you. Well, Imagine getting some... that kind of help if you were Trump. Imagine getting that kind of help during a debate. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting because, like, so much attention was paid to the fraud narratives after the election, right? But, frankly, the the real fraud in the election, the bigger issue, as far as I can tell, is that that these social media companies and everybody did this stuff in the lead up to the election. I mean, that's like a massive in-kind donation to the Biden campaign. These are the same people who freak out because somebody made a movie nobody saw about Hillary Clinton in the Supreme Court decided that that could be considered freedom of speech, right? And and th- that ruled that corporations are people. And in the meantime, they're willing to let corporations literally determine what information you're allowed to find out about the presidential candidates in the lead up to an election. And that's considered totally fine by the left. And it's crazy because they don't even need to change the actual votes, which is harder and more work if they can just turn off the information that you're allowed to hear. Right. Right. I imagine that. Falsely accused your son of doing something wrong while serving on a company board in Ukraine. I want to point out there's no evidence of wrongdoing by either one of you. There is no evidence that anybody did anything illegal uh, regarding the Bidens uh, and and Ukraine, and and Joe Biden was carrying out U.S. policy. President Trump wanted dirt on Joe and Hunter Biden. Trump's claims about wrongdoing here are unsubstantiated. We have looked. Lots of out 
outlets have looked. Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Vice President Biden uh, did nothing wrong. And every single media outlet has said that there are no, there's no there there to these allegations, lies and smears. PolitiFact found no evidence to support the idea. How beautiful is that coming yeah. from that guy right there? That Joe Biden advocated with his son's interests in mind. It's true that there's no evidence of any wrongdoing by Vice President Biden or that Hunter Biden uh, broke any laws at all. What it confirms is that Hunter Biden is a person of integrity. Hunter <laughs> has done nothing wrong. I've never read a memoir uh, like this one before. This is Hunter Biden's book, Beautiful Things. It's breathtaking. There is no evidence <laughs> of any wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. A bogus investigation of, of Joe Biden and Hunter This Hunt is uh, Conway. Hunter Biden. Let's be clear, Hunter Biden didn't do anything illegal. Chris and Murphy, his father, the vice president, didn't do anything illegal or unethical. It demonstrates the you know, lifetime of integrity that, uh, that, have, uh, that have been representing, represented by the Bidens uh, for, their, for their entire careers. My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Well then, nice job by Grabian for putting that together. Isn't that interesting? I mean, what do you want to say? I mean, it's just the same old thing. It's just a I mean, piece. it's funny because I saw one tweet that was somebody saying, like, it's not that they're admitting that it's true because everybody, including them, knew that it was completely true all along. They're just telling us that now they know that it was true and right. admitting to screwing with the election before the fact. That's what they're admitting to. They're not admitting that the laptop thing is true. We knew that was true. They're admitting that they with an American election way more than the Russians ever messed around with an American election by buying some Facebook ads in Wisconsin. Are you kidding right. me? Like, it's pathetic. They shut off some of the nation's newspapers mm -hmm. for the weeks before an election. Yeah. To help one candidate. Um, the New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, the president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment? I've pointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. One more. No, you're the spokeswoman right. for the president who said this about this story. Right. <laughs> doesn't work for the government. But, I mean, you should be rather heartened by that particular take. Because that is a crouch and hide take. Right. In other words, that's the take that you would have a placeholder while you wait for fallout and then mm -hmm. see how to where to officially position yourself. It ain't great. But it's great to see it happen. And, I mean, what do we... It is... It really, psychology plays so much into net, our politics. The media knew and were familiar with pictures of Hunter Biden blasting lines of cocaine off of a young girl's rear end. They were both naked. What more do you need as a media organization to say, shouldn't we find this intriguing? Anybody? Anybody at all? Well, you know, they're always happy to speculate about, you know, if Trump Jr. seems too lively in a speech. They're always happy right. to speculate about what he's on. So, you know, if they had actual pictures of Donald Trump Jr. doing the things that Hunter Biden has done in actual pictures and on video and in audio recordings and in everything else, do you think they wouldn't be having an absolute field day? Not only would they have a field day, but they'd show every video in every picture and say, and they'd say, we don't like to run this, but this is hugely important. This is the right. former or current president of the United States' son, somebody who had business interests. It's important. We feel we want to warn you that this is shocking. It's compromat. 
Remember when everybody was all about when everybody was tossing around the word mm-hmm. compromat about Trump and the supposed P tape that existed oh, yeah. because it's compromat. Like they all know what that is because they all know all about Cold War intelligence. And, and I, I'm operations. sorry, but, but it does it does validate a lot of his behavior, Trump's behavior. It really does. Of course, they lied about him the whole time, and it was BS the whole time. It really was. No, it's not exactly a new t- take, but. All right, can we get to my favorite thing of the day, Alice? Okay, what's your favorite thing of the so, day? So, people may know, today, for us, it's evening of um, of um, Patty's, St. Patty's Day. You're Irish. Are you Irish, you people? I am 116th Irish. Ugh. Did you get the thing done? What? How do you know how much Irish you are? My grandfather's a quarter Irish, so that's how I know I'm a 16th Irish. Well, isn't there, aren't there other people involved in your insemination? What? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, that, wait. That first, was of first of all, first of all, position that was said no. incorrectly. There was a lot wrong with that. Yeah, aren't there other people who had input into what's in your DNA? <laughs> I only use my grandfather for this. Well, no, but that's the only part Irish that I know about. So, well, start with this. My dad's not Irish. Okay, he's, he's off the board. He, he's zero percent Irish. Right, right. Um, that's a whole different universe, right? <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, so my mom, the only Irish she knows about is that her dad is a quarter mm-hmm. Irish. Shady, so, shady. But her the last way name... we can get that done, and that's what people are looking into. Uh, it, it, what you saw yesterday was history. Later at the lunch, just maybe you might want to watch, I'm going to be reading a, a poem written by Bono about Ukraine, which you might find interesting. She's wearing a blue spacesuit for this, which is excellent. And I somewhere down here. No, do you see what she's wearing? I saw what she's wearing. I did. Where is this? Where is the? Oh, here's the speech. Okay, ready? Here we go. Here, whatever it is, Ivano has been a very Irish part of our lives, and he said. See what we're doing here. The marketing people got together in the communication shop and said, "Tie Ireland to Ukraine." What do we got? <laughs> and they're like looking and like somebody loud gum chewing is like um bono some dude named bono who my dad listened to made a poem about ukraine <laughs> and so they said okay let's use it this he said oh saint patrick he drove out the snakes with his prayers but that's not all it t- that's not all it takes with the smoke this is already some powerful stuff my goodness well i assume you're because you love the sound of Saint people Patrick eating. Drove out the snakes with his prayers. That's not all it takes. But all I want is you. Smoke symbolizes an evil that arises and hides in your heart as it breaks. And the evil from risen from friends from the darkness that lives in some men, but in sorrow. And the evil that risen some friend. From the darkness it rises. And fear, that's when saints can appear. To drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine. And St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. You like that, Father? 
and you could hear the dishes clanking in the opulent mm-hmm. room. And his name is Zelensky. Bono did that. <laughs> He's in the U2. What gross decadent people are these? Or what? I mean, God, they're so obscene. Obscene. Oh, God. Frigging poem <laughs> that Bono wrote. A guy who sings with a microphone in front of musicians in front of a crowd of drunk people. Oh, what's that noise? Uh, is it your thing buzzing? Probably? No, I'm not. You're not plugged into my thing. You say it's you buzzing. You won't. Pretty good, huh? Nope. Excellent. Yes. Okay, yeah, you're excellent. You should make that up. All right, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. There are a lot of punished journalists and members of Congress using this term "no-fly zone," except most Americans probably don't know that declaring a no-fly zone is essentially tantamount to a declaration of war. So, if you're not comfortable with the United States declaring war against Russia, you're probably not comfortable with a no-fly zone. It, it is. Lot- how does she like know how to immediately use the TikTok know-it-all lecture? Just you don't know, but like she ran, <laughs> she learned something. Like probably at like one of those gas station things where it's like giving the news <laughs> while you, whatever. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And then ran to TikTok and said, out? "Just in case you guys said no," because she knew five seconds before somebody else. Uh, obviously, I still love her, but still, give me a break. Um. So, in other news, mm-hmm. a friend of our show has been vindicated. Once again. Yep. Turtle Boy. Never banned on the burn barrel. Let the record show. True. Never banned on the burn mm-hmm. barrel. Um, but he has been uh, making the rounds on various shows uh, to talk about the arrest of Monica Cannon Grant, who has now been officially indicted on a whole bunch of charges. And it is quite an indictment to read. It's actually pretty incredible. Um All the stuff she was doing, as Turtle Boy was reporting on and pointing out a long time ago. And got yelled at by him, and people call him a racist and all this stuff. But uh, the indictment is absolutely incredible. So I'll link his article here about it in the show notes. But um, there's it, the indictment's 42 pages long. And um, here's the mainly what happened in it. So in 2021, Monica paid herself a salary of $170,000. Oh, that's great. While claiming, oh. while claiming not to collect a salary. Monica and Associate One, who it doesn't say who it is, but uh, Turtle Boy thinks it's somebody named Didi Delgado, um, were paid... I know somebody named Didi Delgado. You I do? I friends somewhere with somebody named Didi Delgado. What's making this noise? Uh, the, the, the new noise is my computer. Oh, it is? Is it plugged yeah. in again? No. Oh, is that the... It's just the noise that it Is that the <laughs> snowstorm of yeah. 1964? Yes. Okay, okay. I'll just um, turn down the treble. On the... <laughs> Monica on. and Associate... Let's see if this makes a difference. Hold on. Okay. No, probably not. (laughs) Monica and Associate One were paid $75,000 by a Massachusetts media business to do diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting work after the George Floyd uh, killing. Monica took the money, did not report the income, and continued to collect unemployment. Yes. Any any background on that, Alice? Uh, Like what media company Uh it was? Um, I don't know who it was. Was was it the Boston Globe? It was Phantom Gourmet LLC. Oh, it was Phantom Gourmet? I would say yes, that is it. That's right. Okay. Because Dave Andelman, our friend, who one of the original Burn Barrel, mm-hmm. I think I think I had him on the beginning, right? Uh, I think you did have him on at one yeah. point, yes. Um, who's a great guy, 
it mentioned on Facebook that rioting was bad and looting was bad. Mm-hmm. And because that was considered tone deaf in the cancel culture, uh, tsunami was sweeping the world. This is a media company, though. Are, oh, mm-hmm. I guess they're a media company. They're a media company. Okay. So they had to. I think of them as a theater company, but that's they the had to bring in um, the the intermediary was Tito Jackson, of course. Right. So now you're seeing how this works. It's nice. Uh, yeah. So she was taking in those checks. Mm-hmm. And collecting unemployment, which asks you to verify each week that you didn't make money. So she was collecting her unemployment uh, and getting all this money from the violence in Boston nonprofit that she ran Mm -hmm. and getting paid by for consulting to teach people how to be diverse and equitable and inclusive or whatever. Um, so they, Monica and her husband Clark spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of donated earmarked oh my God, money. Alice, why don't we, how why don't we, we run violence in Boston? Oh my God. Guys, from now on, I am running violence in Boston. <laughs> you can make your donations. To v- VIB2 and make your donations to... Um, at Tom Shattuck on Venmo. <laughs> yes. At, am I, am I, I don't there? know Is if that... you will have a Venmo. Yeah, I'm kidding. Guys, There's nobody there at Venmo. Yes, don't I need don't to give Tom your money, no, please. No, I need Goodness. to be in on this. There's no. All I'm of you the... need your money I want to see Tom what hundreds needs. of thousands of dollars, other than in the what I owe column looks like. I want to see hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Uh, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of the donated money on personal We're expenses. We're also LGBTQ plus uh, 2IA. Including food, hotels, plane tickets, and nail salons. Nail salons. Monica applied for a grant from her friend Rachel Rollins and received it, claiming she was taking black men to Philadelphia to learn about violence prevention. Oh. She never went to Philadelphia and instead used the money for an expensive hotel in Maryland, which she posted oh, fan- about on Facebook. Fantastic. My view on Friday. Grateful to have a husband who recognizes when I need a rejuvenating rest and a team that understands the seriousness of self-care. I will not be responding to any work or community-related text inboxes or phone calls. If it's important, contact my husband. So glad we could fund that. Oh, fantastic. Monica used donated money to pay back overdue rent, outstanding tolls, cell phones, and even invested in stocks online. Monica's rent in Boston was $4,200 a month. You know, I always feel ill whenever I pay our mortgage because I feel like our mortgage Mm -hmm. payment is so high. And it is not that high. It's far from that high. Uh, after unemployment became suspicious that Clark and Monica were defrauding the system, Clark texted Monica to tell her that he was caught, and Monica told him to lie to the government and say that violence in Boston had been closed during the pandemic. You know what? I am officially endorsing Monica Hanegrant for the next mayor of Boston. Here's the text no, exchange. No, governor. Here's the text exchange from the indictment. Unemployment caught my ass. Asked me to provide documents by June unless I'll have to pay it all back. And she said... Have so-and-so do a letter saying the building was closed. Clark illegally represented violence in Boston's bank account as his own personal bank account in an attempt to try and secure a mortgage for a home they purchased in Taunton. In May of 2021, Monica paid herself a $22,000 bonus from violence in Boston's bank account so she could pay for the mortgage. And Monica, you know what? Some people get bonuses. And Monica and Clark orchestrated a fake three thousand dollar gift from a friend in order to pay for closing costs on the home. The indictment does not include the millions of dollars she raised from willing donors who were coerced into paying her reparations as a result of the George Floyd killing. And then it shows a post that she put on Facebook that says, "Celebrate White Independence Day by paying a black woman's cell phone bill." Literally, just hit up a black woman and ask how much their phone bill is. You can screenshot this tweet if they ask why. And she. Added on to it, good morning, you can start here, $90, and then her PayPal and Cash App information. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. 
Um, so then it talks a little bit about um, Dave Andelman and how she threatened him and that stuff. And um, and all the different reporters, including like the Boston Globe, Boston Magazine, everybody who like wrote glowingly about her and what an amazing activist she was. And, and you know, it's not nothing. That's not pure journalism because they're putting in these stories a, a reputation on her that convinces unwitting people to donate to fraudsters like this. If you, the Boston Globe, take somebody who's absolutely a grifter and a fraud and you write a glowing profile on them and give their information about how you can donate to their grift into the Boston Globe, then you make the Boston Globe a part of the fraud. You are also defrauding people then. Of course. You know, and that's the problem. And that's why it's so incredible that, like, Turtle Boy was reporting on this and telling these newspapers this at the time and putting this information out there to the world that this was happening because it was visible. Like, you can see from this story, it was visible in her social media. You know what I mean? You could see right. that she was getting this grant or taking these donations to do X, Y, Z, and that what she was doing in her personal life was not matching up to that. Right. You can see when she's saying, I'm not taking a salary, but then, like, buying a big house. Like, you know, the stuff just doesn't add up. And the people who call themselves reporters are doing absolutely no checking on any of this information. They're not looking into any of the financial reports to any of this stuff. Monica Cannon Grant was not, like before she was classified as a nonprofit was, uh, you know, putting donations through other nonprofits and having uh -huh. them, you know, filtered to her through non-kosher means and stuff. It, it, the whole thing is terrible. And it's really... And the indictment is not just an indictment of Monica Cannon Grant, but a metaphorical indictment of the entire journalistic class who just takes this stuff with absolute credulity. They absolutely and like Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter organization too has completely fallen apart. Those people used it just to enrich themselves. The people running it, and then they walked away. Nobody's running the thing now. People donated millions it, and millions always, of dollars. Was, these were always vehicles for grifters. They were always crazy, and that's why Monica Cannon Grant ran to Worcester or wherever right. where that girl She's committed a, suicide to be part of that one. The, the yeah. template is there. It's been there for five decades. Yeah, and she's a small fry compared to some of these big ones. Like the, like uh, the we got to do this. We got to do this. <laughs> Black Lives Jesus. Matter. But it's incredible because just like the freeness with other people's money, the the amount of self-assurance and entitlement you have to have to take, hundred in her case, hundreds of thousands, in the case of Black Lives Matter, millions of dollars of donations that people are giving to you for this cause that you go out here and you claim to care about. Like, you say you care about, like, black people being killed, right? And then to just take the money that people are giving you because they're moved by your passion for this cause, supposedly, and to just use it to buy yourself nice apartments, go on nice vacations. I mean, like, she's showing you what she really thinks of you honestly oh my god and all course. these people like you showed the winchester woman who was the one zena merchant merchant yes. right who uh you know p pushed up violence in boston and gave it legitimacy and brought monica cannon grant around to and, get and donations who, who from all her the, wealthy friends and spearheaded the movement to get rid of the name sachems in winchester right right you don't have to listen to any of these people they're bad people and the yes. people like i mean I guess, like, Monica Cannon Grant's just cashing in on the needs some people have. Like, they want to pay a Monica Cannon Grant to make them mm -hmm. feel like they're doing something good, mm -hmm. right? And But the, but this is not 
a good faith engagement by people who are like really upset about an activist cause. This is just people enriching themselves and it needs to be taken that seriously. And if only, if only we had some kind of news media in this country that would do actual reporting on stuff well, and, and you know, the world wasn't trying to get Turtle Boy kicked off of every platform ever because it's just... You know, there's nobody out there doing this stuff. And anybody who does do it ends up like on the wrong side of the peop of of people who are who are trying to absolutely destroy them, make sure they don't have bank accounts and and, and aren't able to collect any money. Right. Violence in Boston was never cut off from all these fundraising uh platforms. Monica right. Cannon Grant was never cut off from all these fundraising platforms. Who is the person who's pointing out their fraud? That's the person up, who gets kicked off all the platforms. Two things, having yes. been in Boston media at the time. One, I had discussions with people in Boston media, in newsrooms in Boston, mm -hmm. about this stuff, and they were very worried about seeming like to have the wrong tone at a time when everybody was pro-George Floyd, et cetera, et cetera. They were worried about reporting any of this, any of this, any of this at all, at all. Two, and I won't name names or, or institutions, whatever, I had shouting matches with people who uh, were mad at me for using Turtle Boy's news sourcing, which was all right um, in content uh, at the time. Right. So this is how afraid, uh, scared people were. People grizzled, people who know better, were so afraid of being canceled that year. Of course. It's ridiculous. It's effing ridiculous. <laughs> for this grifter, how the hell couldn't people see it? How can't you see this? God damn it. Am I the only one? I, I grew up in Winchester, Massachusetts. It's not exactly a <laughs> You're hard scrabble. Yeah, for God's <laughs> sakes. Really? Oh, my God. And it's so... God. Never never cave to social trends. Never this cave to social trends. This is Monica with a sea of I remember people like half, when the, th when the uh, Me Too thing happened, which was really just an attempt to try to move the standard of condemnation... Um, of of sexual harassment to a point where Trump would then be <laughs> fully subjected to the new threshold. Really, that's what it was. And I remember people who I went to high school with saying, "I want to say sorry to everybody. I was inappropriate." And this, what are you? What is everybody confessing for? This is the new thing to confess, or is it some humble brag about how you did pretty well in your twenties and now you want to explain to people, uh, maybe I was, uh, you know, too much of a Romeo. Hey. God, it's so it's so pathetic. It's pathetic, and it just it's ridiculous. And I'm sorry. You can say what you want about uh, Turtle Boy, and I am not a a um, a character witness for him in his life. I don't know what he does, or whatever, in his own time. And I don't care what he does. I know when it comes to reporting stuff in this state, he stands alone. Yeah, he doesn't mess around, and you have a much safer bet betting on something he's written than betting on anything by CNN, the Boston Globe, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, any of these places. You, I mean, like, you are much safer taking something that's reported on Turtle Boy Daily News and s telling people that that's actually happening than you are taking anything from any of these outlets because they all have to go back on what they say is going on, like, on a daily basis. It's, God, I hope that... Uh, and I'm going to have... I'm going to have a... I'm going to run a grift like this. I'm going to do something. Maybe it might be violence in... <laughs> Maybe against in, No, you know what it is, Alice? Violence in Kiev. I'm going to start the Violence in Kiev fundraiser 
where we fight against violence in Kiev, etc. We're going to need lots of money, just so everybody knows. I'm going to have a, a um, GoFundMe or whatever it is to do it. And I just hope that once the hundreds of thousands or millions come pouring in, I hope that I can manage to not incriminate myself electronically immediately like she did. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, don't text people, unemployment caught my ass. If they find out I got paid, then I'm going to have to give the unemployment money back. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. But there's other ways to grift, too. So, like, somebody sent us this um, website of this wine bar today that's apparently up for a bunch of rewards. They're based in Somerville, Massachusetts, and they're called Rebel Rebel. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if they serve wine at this wine bar. Um, it says Rebel Rebel, natural wine, no BS. But it, like, says the word, and then there's, like, pictures of, like, people with tattoos and stuff. And I don't know, what, but no nothing about, like, wine, really. Um, but anyway, so then you go on their website and it says, hi friends, proof of vaccination required for indoor seating. No proof required for outdoor seating. XOXO. So then you can see there, uh, already I sense a passive aggressive, really airy and fun, awesome, angry MF. That's what I sense. Yeah. So that's fine so far. Right. I'm like still not sure if they serve any wine, but then, so then I click the next like page on their menu, which is anti-racism accountability. Below, you'll find a five... <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> That's next? Yes. Oh, okay. Below, you'll find a five-step plan we developed in response to the civil rights crisis occurring across the, in across the country. Maybe, maybe they should check this for typos. Uh, across the country and in our industry. We believe as a white-owned business that, oh, it's, Jesus. <laughs> that it's our responsibility to fix the systemic oppression that our whiteness causes to BIPOC and POC both in our industry and our community. This is a living document. First, Rebel Rebel has instituted a collaborative hiring process. All board members, currently four team members, will be responsible for collectively voting on all new potential hires. This is not a big step, but we believe a collective of voices will open communication around needs for diversity. Because we don't trust ourselves to do it. We're in We can't hire people of color ourselves. We need to all no. vote on hiring We're people gonna of color. We're going to make some bad hires based on uh, merit. And so, yes. Second, Rebel Rebel has instituted a non-referral hiring policy. That means we will not give employment preference to friends and family of board members. Employment opportunities will be posted publicly via social media, community bulletins, and relevant industry job sites. As an equal opportunity employer committed to shifting our current racial demographic, we will... What? Current to shif shifting the racial demographic? You mean in the, in the house? In the store? In the building. Or in the world? In the building. Okay. We will prioritize by... Imagine how disappointed they are like when you walk in when you're a white applicant. They're like, they're like oh. Oh, God. Is that also the meaning of equal opportunity employer? No, I we would will, say not. We will prioritize BIPOC candidates for all available positions. Are you even legally allowed to no. say that? No. I'm going to report them because that's literally the exact opposite of an equal opportunity employer. When selecting candidates for interviews, 75% of the candidates selected will identify themselves as BIPOC. We Jesus. Will, we will, in wow. A, in a state that's like 70% white, that's ambitious. We will not proceed with the interview and hiring process without a 75% BIPOC applicant presence. This will be practiced until Rebel Rebel Board is at least 50% BIPOC, and we will continue indefinitely thereafter. Um, how Already sounds like a fun crowd. Yeah. 
Um, how does Rebel Rebel intend to step away from organizational white supremacy without participating in tokenism? It's a long trudge to the wine list in this uh, restaurant. <laughs> They're committed to both passively supporting BIPOC. Just have really questions about parking and here. Through I'm fundraising just, and no I'm getting, fees, I'm getting dressed down no fees, now. Space sharing, lobbying, public policy support. By Ibram X. Uh, Kendi. But uh, can I... They commit to breaking Bef- before, down. Before, uh, before confessing and and devoting myself to a doctrine of anti-racism, can you tell me where I park my car here just to go into the wine place? Or do we have to do this uh, the whole time? They're giving $25,000 to a black-owned business, which uh, will remain anonymous. They're breaking down racial <laughs> barriers. <laughs> I want to remain anonymous. serve wine? Let's see. Okay, wait. Um... So I, Wait, they say they serve natural wine. What natural wine. It's supposed to um, I get the artificial mean, wine. I yes, think. I mean, that, that means not wine. Is it's the, noble wine <laughs> is what it is. It's just stuff that we serve. Just to have it. Um, yeah, so here's it. the about them. Uh, WTF we're here to do. Rebel Rebel is a no rule. Wow, they're edgy though. <laughs> wow, they're kicking down barriers, man. Uh, Rebel Rebel is a no rules natural wine bar in Somerville. Oh, it sounds market. like no rules. <laughs> the hiring process doesn't need to be stringent at all. My God, it's a free for all. If anything, <laughs> we give a, an f about wine and about you. Yeah, we believe a wine bar can be a place for the community. Wait a what, is, what did it say? We, we give an f about wine okay. and about you. Okay, but, it but says, mostly you if you're not white. We believe a wine bar can be a place for the community to engage, grow, and communicate. We also believe in the power of natural wine to bring us back to the foundations of our connection to farmers, women, and the planet. Uh, We're a bar. We're just a bar. You know how sometimes you go out for cocktails or hang at a pub? Maybe you get a snack. Maybe you just chill and talk about how Carol at work is just the worst. It's like that, but Ooh, with Ooh, that wine. sounds like whiteness. Sounds like whiteness. Leave your misogyny, your homophobia, your what? racism, your classism, Wait. your ableism, your patriarchy, your gender what? bias, and all your other BS at the door, because that shit will get you kicked out real quick. Not that we think badly of you at all, general Wait, public. I thought there was no rules. That's right. Other than those <laughs> rules, there's no rules. Other than all the rules, more rules than you've ever heard, there's no rules. Uh, so if I say who, who do we got up around here to get a beer, will that pass muster at Rebel Rebel? Um, I don't think so. Uh, it's re- owned by uh, Lauren Friel, who's a Heritage Radio Network Hall of Fame inductee, a Boston Magazine Best Sommelier Award winner, mm-hmm. and was named one of Imbibe Magazine's seventy-five Radio? people to watch. Heritage Radio Network Hall of Fame inductee. How do you spell her name? Lauren Friel. Lauren, uh, and the last name is F R I U L A U R E N. There's other ways. Friel? F R I E L. She was widely featured in both local and national press for her industry grown grassroots fundraising effort for abortion access, during which Rebel Rebel raised more than $27,000 for the Yellow Hammer Fund in just a week. Lauren is an intimate partner, violence survivor, and outspoken advocate for the intersectional feminist disruption of the hospitality industry and an avid community activist. Don't come between her and her corn nuts. <laughs> what an asshole. Wow. Can you imagine? Maya has worked professionally in restaurants and bars for over 10 years. That brings her joy. Things that bring her joy are wine that smells like buttered popcorn, fine leaves and sunlight, regenerative agriculture and land redistribution and land reform, and the ocean. What would also bring her joy would be dismantling late stage capitalism. (laughs) That include tips? (laughs) Um, 
You know what's funny is that like this, I almost, I almost, you know what, Alex, this is our business mm-hmm. model. I'm actually, I actually, I'm for it now. Because if we're going to make, I'm using the Monica Canning That's rant. what I'm saying. Everything's yeah. a grift around here. Right. And it's like so perfectly Seattle. You yeah, know? you can also just serve wine, and people can come and drink the wine. But, That's running course, a business. But of course, they don't serve wine. <laughs> I did find there is a wine list on here. How are they? Where is the wine? Where's the natural wine coming from? I hope. Where's the natural wine coming? Who from? is Kiara? Who's a retired state politico who traded Beacon Hill for bottles of bubs? Holy God! Somebody! <laughs> oh my God! She's also a freelance film academic curator of playlists and questing existentialist. Yes, mostly unemployed. That's she correct. found wine through her love of rosé and agricultural policy. Who's Kiera? One of the people who works at Rebel Rebel. Okay, does she have a last name? Doesn't say her Doesn't last have, name. You know, last names a are diasporic the patriarchy. So mammy with have... a yearning to connect with the land. Wine has been a soft Wow, these are really interesting people. Wow. These are really interesting people. Alexander serves both wine and book recs. The latter, whether you prefer it or not. Um, they crush on fostering the queer community, playing Cupid with jaded folks and Riesling, your favorite book of poetry and destigmatizing crying in public. There's definitely somebody from marketing in this thing, which is why they're writing for loft parties. My goodness, it's so, listen to this. It's like almost badass. But you could make this website and literally not have a wine bar at all. And you Mm -hmm. would still win a ton of awards for having the best wine bar ever. Because that's how this works. Yeah. This is a grift. This is not a wine bar. This is a political grift project that happens to serve wine. Maybe. We're not even sure about that. So, yeah. Alan knows I'm supposed to leave a lot of my stuff at the door. (laughs) And all the staff has uh, book wrecks. Whether I like whether, it or not. Exactly. So, can you get the book wrecks without the wine? Nothing I like more than a... Uh, a book wreck from your waiter? Or a very uh, open and, and affronting personality uh, tearing into me at my wine bar that's already politically tinged and dangerous, <laughs> depending. The Where does the wine is... Where does the wine come from? Um. So, let's see. Here's the, here's the wine list. I found mm-hmm. the wine list. All um, right. Below, you can find cool producers we are carrying in-house right now. Linked, you can find information about wow. them, or you can pop by and ask us They don't more. have vendors. They have cool producers. <laughs> Jan Bertrand, he, you, R. Pepe, uh, Straykov1075, Gut Ogao, Forlorn Hope, Vinice Sara, Marie Cortin, Hooray Frères, Jean Foyard, Anne-Sophie Dubois, Christophe Mignon, Jean-François. So it sounds like a lot Don of French Va- people. There's some French ones, yeah. This sounds... Colepricata... Colepricata sounds Italian. Peter Lauer, Martin and Anna Arndorf. Or, I don't know. These are cool producers they have. I would like to see... I wonder if the, the cool producers are are um, including themselves in the cool picking of the grapes. Or is that somebody different? Is that somebody possibly who can't afford to go to Rebel Rebel? capitalism man that's the best the best how i mean i don't think they don't seem like people to else, me who want to dismantle capitalism that badly I am dismantling. They seem we like... are now i want to be in the federal cell next to my mechanic grants <laughs> one cell over i want to do this i'm sick of this why are all these people making hundreds of thousands of dollars why 
I want to do it. I don't care anymore about the law or morality. I want to make some freaking money. You can also, I have another suggestion for a grift you could take up. Yes. Uh, writing children's books. Done. You sh- I should put some trans people in it, I, I assume? I have a really wonderful children's book that just came out. Oh, that I'd like right. to, uh, This is from the bookseller with her brilliantly funny Pitch Perfect book. Juno Dawson encourages conversations around allyship for the youngest children with exuberant illustrations from Laura Hughes. Uh, Far Shore Books signs Juno Dawson's debut picture book, You Need to Chill. So Juno Dawson is a uh, how are the illustrations? Trans, a how trans, would you describe the illustrations? A trans activist. Uh, how'd you describe the illustrations? Um, it's funny that you say that because uh, they're colorful and energetic illustrations that manage to capture just the right level of sassiness and fun with lots of little details and interactions all the way through the story. My God, it's just like walking into a wine bar that's uh, mm-hmm. uh, unremarkable otherwise until. You read a review of it. It's also exuberant, mm-hmm. Alice. So it's a witty and fun-filled rhyming story about family, identity, and allyship. When Bill can't be found at... We're going to Rebel Rebel tonight, and we're going to read the Bono uh, poem. Is there any doubt we'd get a standing O? Oh, you would. I assume I'd, they wouldn't let me in. Yeah, I, I don't They'd know. think I was Tim Dillon and just say, <laughs> Bastard. Um, when Bill can't be found at school one day, the imaginations of the other children run wild, and it's up to Bill's sister to explain. What do you think happened to Bill? Well, I think Bill is now Sheila, as a matter of fact. Yep. Yep. So, describing her book, Dawson wrote, uh, she's trans, no surprises there. She said, you need to chill came about very organically. Someone asked me how I'd talk about being trans to the younger siblings of a trans teen and it went from there. When I was a year one teacher, I loved anarchic colorful rhyming texts that kids could scream along with at the top of their lungs. I feel honestly very excited that I can be a part of primary school life again. That's and not then, weird at all. And by the way, when, I get when so you excited the, when kids scream. Like, what? If you go to the uh, you need to chill book launch party and you have a differing opinion on trans issues will they chill do you think or no uh i don't think they will chill i think you will need to chill i think you will be brought out by security Mm -hmm. because that is it here's the rhyming text that's repeated throughout the book sometimes people say to me what happened to your brother bill that's when i look them in the eye and say hun you need to chill yeah uh, if you need to chill, you can come talk to us on Twitter. That is at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at burnbarrelpodcast.com, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. You can write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, what else can you do? You can see our YouTube channel. We have videos up of the podcast there or on Rumble. And look for my new venture, Violence in Boston 2, <laughs> Tom Shattuck. How can and, you say that? We make and now- my new uh, natural wine bar, um, Rebel, Rebel, Rebel. <laughs> but how leave you your say that? biases at the door, please. How can you say that when we make almost two cents per episode on Rumble now, honey? Alice, don't brag. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.